0: The following program is brought to you in living color.
1: Let's start drinking.
2: Oh, not so fast. In order for the tannins to mellow, she'll let it breathe for about 30 minutes.
1: Freaking tannins.
2: Now here's a bottle of wine that's really
0: a bottle of wine. This was made by our Iceman's grandfather. Same as he used to do in the old country. He puts the grapes in the bathtub and he jumps on them.
3: I saw him do it. Why didn't he take his socks off? last chunk of socks will ride out, Joe. Hold on, Lord, I can't do without you. Seems like a lot of gray in the world. Women, wine, song, women, wine, song will make it all move along to a lovely thing.
4: It's The Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape. Now, here's your host. Laura Lawson Yeah, Yeah. wow
5: Welcome to The Wine Crush, I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay guzzling diva And you are listening to the show that's all about the grape and all its glory All the vine, all the time, everything you ever wanted to know about wine and were afraid to ask That's what we are here for We are your media resource for everything about our, well, getting its tan Mm. little grape
4: Wow, grapes get tan.
5: Grapes are, well, they aren't supposed to get tanned, actually. No. They can get sunburned.
4: Is it a bad thing when they get sunburned? It's
5: an extraordinarily bad thing. Grapes mm. can get sunburned, kind of like you when you get sunburned. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you turn tomato, and then your face gets beat red, and then your and skin you falls off. <laughs> and, then, and then you whine for hours and hours. Yes, you and sunburn and grapes fall in the same category definitively. But no, our grapes are deciding to change color, particularly in the state of Washington, and that that is remarkable because they're two weeks ahead of schedule, so obviously we know they must be female grapes because oh. they're organized, oh. they're on top of things. Oh, they are ready yeah, to early. go. They are. They they, they're they, just they early. are. Yes, yeah. they're, they're they're great achievers. So, yes, our grapes are starting to change this, colors. This
4: show is not uh, feminist, folks. We just want you to know that.
5: No, of course not. We just call it like we see it. Mm-hmm. And today is one of those days where I'm going to have a lot of fun calling it like I see it. If it was a
4: male grape, what would it be like?
5: Squished. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right, settles that.
5: Or, or in your case, I don't know, raisined. It would be down on shriveled raisin up, farm.
4: raisined. Yeah.
5: <laughs> life sucked out of it oh. from hanging around all the women in its life. That's it. That must be it. Alright, so we are off and rolling. We've got a great show today. What's uh, very interesting is we have got Mr. Doug Schaefer joining us. And this, of course, is of Schaefer Wine, Schaefer Vineyards. Uh, of course, Schaefer Relentless. Wine, I very much love, and also one I can truly relate to in the sense that relentless is a good thing. Uh, certainly defines my personality. You know, because when I find things, I certainly don't let them go. All joking aside, Doug Schaefer, one of the legends in the business, and he is going to be joining us to discuss his '84 Wine Project. We just—it's it, been the weeks and the months of He's these legends. He's a little behind, legends. isn't he? I'm sorry. He's a little behind
4: his '84 Wine Project. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was making a joke like it was 1984. He's a little behind. What are you? It was in relation relation to our earlier comments about men being slow. That's okay. He, that name (laughs) sounds familiar to me now. Why? I mean, why would I know him? So maybe I'm Uh, thinking of another Schaefer.
5: No, honestly, I can't think of why I don't believe Doug has been on the show before. I mean, Schaefer is very, very famous. It's known for its vineyards. It's known for red Hills. It's known for a lot of things that it does has received a lot of press Definitely an iconic wine. I can't mm-hmm. see you having consumed it. And uh, knowing how your wheelhouse works, you're probably thinking of Schaefer pens, probably which is <laughs> spelled entirely different, whole different family, everything Kermit else. Kermit Schaefer,
4: the master of bloopers, also came to mind. But no, I knew it something. Oh, there we go. I, th- I thought definitely... maybe he's an advertiser. I mean, like, a, you know, he advertises uh, wine a lot.
5: No, he does not, but you can certainly ask him these questions and maybe there'll be a family connection Uh, and you two can find a bonding moment. All right, anyway, we are very privileged to have Doug joining us, but that's why we're having a little bit of fun today and why Relentless is such a great topic. It has just been one of those weeks. This is one of those weeks where if it could go wrong, it did. And so uh, being a little bit punchy today, we're going to kind of focus on some unique things happening in the wine business because as we know, the wine business is never boring. The wine world is never boring. Uh, just like we have grapes changing colors early, there's a lot of things changing in the business literally hourly. Of course, uh, you know, we, we, we like to keep the shows green, but news is very impactful with everything going on with Britain and the EU and Brexit. It'll be very interesting to see how that's going to affect our friends in Burgundy and Bordeaux. As much as we um, tend to poke fun at our friends, the French, uh, this does put them in interesting Position with uh, in premier puts them with futures puts them in an interesting holding pattern. Well, there's a
4: movement there to get out of the EU as well, in France. Yes, France and other countries talking about it. So I, I kind of wondered as I heard this how that impacted the wine industry.
5: What it, there's so many different comments on it right now, and of course everybody has the political ramifications. But ultimately, when you look at England pulling out, when you look at them saying goodbye to the eu uh they are the largest consumer the largest buyer uh i think they still have hong kong and the far east beat of burgundy of bordeaux and so in doing so a lot of that is done ahead of time it is sold in futures and so it is very alarming and concerning when you start looking at the rates and how uh, the pound has fallen what it's going to do for revenue for a lot of the vineyards so of course you know it's not going to be totally if if we can get through all the wars we did on the continent and not have the wine business totally decimated i know we can survive this but this will definitely be a topic you will hear more and more on on the crush we'll certainly try and keep you abreast in the business of wine and how it's going to affect everything very good because the business of wine there's so much around that right now Um, this to me is one of the most fascinating things and it's been a story that has been unfolding over the last 10 to 15 days, and it comes from Paso Robles. There is a vineyard and a wine named Justin, and Justin is, uh, to me, it's one of the defining wines coming out of Paso Robles. They do a wine called Isosceles. They do a wine called Savant. The wines are absolutely wonderful, great representation of the area, but The whole area has been up in arms because Justin, owned by the Resnick. Also, uh, this is owned by the Wonderful Co., the Wonderful Company. And so it is tied in with Fiji Water, Palm Juices, Justin, Landmark. And what's interesting about all these companies is they are very environmentally friendly they're very healthy companies not just on a business aspect but on how they handle the environment how they handle humans how they handle nature how they handle their employees Um, very holistic in their approaches and what had happened is the resnicks owned 380 acres that with the drought and everything that was going on had petitioned filed did the permit work to build a reservoir on these 380 acres They went ahead, they got all their permits, everything was legit, everything was approved, and they went ahead and cleared the acreage needed for the reservoir, and it turns out to add some more vineyards because everyone's expanding, the wine's doing well, they owned the land outright, and they had done everything by the book. And all of a sudden, there was a hue and cry over people realizing that a whole bunch of oak trees had been taken down on the property. Hmm. That uh, the oak trees have been clear cut and that all of a sudden the environmental impact, even though, again, let me state this, the permits, everything were in order and correct, that they started getting horrible malicious feedback, restaurants saying they're taking them off wine list, people writing in letters about the fact they had always supported Justin, that they were not going to anymore, that what they had done to Pase Robles when the environment and everything else was horrible, horrendous. Here is something I have never heard before. I'd been following, I'd been watching it, and I had been on the fence about it. And we'll get into that discussion a little bit later. But the Resnicks have decided, hey, look, we didn't mean to cause these problems. Environment, everything around us has always been a priority for us. We didn't realize the ramifications. So even though the land has already been cleared, the Resnicks have committed Number one, the 380 acres that they were going to use for a reservoir and to make more vineyards, they're just going to donate it to a nonprofit. They're going to take the property. They've already invested all that money and all that time and say, hey, we really screwed up. We are very sorry. You tell us. They're searching right now for the nonprofit they're going to donate this to. And they have committed to planting 5,000 oak trees over all their various properties that they still own and control to try and make up for the damage.
4: How about that? A company that says we were wrong. And here's what we're going to do.
5: It's absolutely amazing is what it is. And what to me, one, that will stop anybody on a dime. And knowing a little bit about this company, it's not about marketing. It's not a ploy. I really do think they're sincere in what they are suggesting. And it will be interesting to watch how this plays out. You know, they they had a whole lot of uh, maliciousness on their Facebook page. They had a whole lot of complaints. They stopped. They said, we're sorry. We're going to try and fix it. Now here's my next question. What are all the people who were complaining going to do now? Because honestly, this is why I was on the fence for this. By the way, for those of you who agree or disagree with what's about to come out of my mouth, 8774Crush 1, <laughs> email me, Laura no, no, Lawson at winecrush. Right. Com. And of course, Kent Bernhardt at winecrush.com. You can find us at WineCrush Radio too. All along I had looked at this. Now we have gone through Napa, we have discussed Sonoma. All the wineries, everything that's going up there, you know, all the price per acreages and the fact that people are talking about tourism. And then you look down at Paso Robles, these 380 acres that were going to create more jobs, create water, create everything else, that the residents did everything they were supposed to. They owned the land correctly. And yet they still got flack for it. I really Mm -hmm. wasn't convinced over the fact that they should have been getting bombarded like they were to begin with. We, you know, we Whether you look at all the large wine companies throughout California, throughout Washington State, hell, throughout the world, they're going to expand. It's required. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going yeah. to grow, you have to expand. Uh, it wasn't land that was a conservatory. Granted, you know, there, there are people who always have comments about the area they're around, and nobody who's grown up in Paso Robles wants to see the, the whole topography and landscape change. But now that they have admitted or actually have conceded to the naysayers and the people who are complaining about this, what are the complainants going to do?
4: What they always do, treat it like it. They'll treat it like they did not say, I'm sorry. They'll just go on on their platform and you won't hear very much about it, but they won't graciously accept what this company has done.
5: thats It's funny. Maybe you and I have spent too much time together over the years. I'm a cynic. but I, No, I am a cynic too. And here I think they've done everything possible to try and put a salve on this. And I don't think people are going to take it. No. I think that small handful of people who were complaining about what was going to happen, that what happened to their trees, it's not going to make them happy. They so, will
4: say that the apology and the concession was self-serving.
5: So now we're going to be in a situation where you have a company that does great work, that is holistic, that is good in everything that they do, has invested a lot of money, who is going to expand their production of already a great winery that has ceased, desisted, put the money in it, going to admit defeat, take it out, and the general public, I don't think, is going to receive them warmly. I hope I'm wrong. And I want to know what everyone out there thinks. 877-4CRUSH1. Email me, Laura Lawson at winecrush.com. Uh, winecrush.com, I'll tell you right now. We're in support of Justin 100% of everything that they are doing. Uh, we were in support before they cut the trees. We we're in support afters. Actually, I am awestruck by the gesture they have made. But I want to know if it makes a difference to you. To those of you who were complaining, for those of you that were upset, let me know. It is Entirely 100% possible That I don't have the full story That I don't know the story That I'm just reading what the media wants me to see But I see a company making a grand gesture And I want to know if it's going to be reciprocated We're going to take a quick break right here When we get back we'll discuss some other interesting things Happening in the news And a great new way you can drink wine in your house
4: For pictures, videos, show recaps and more Become a fan of Wine Crush Radio Group On Facebook
3: tax laws can help you. Plus, right now we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. 281 7048
1: That's 800-281-7048. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We
2: are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751.
6: This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their
0: role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants.
2: Today, little
4: girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space.
6: Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced
2: that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women.
1: Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location. Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat, that's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfire are caused by humans. That means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented. Wow! No kidding. I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was a joke. Oh! If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smoky Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
4: We missed you. Now it's more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
5: This is The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, and we're going to switch directions on you a little bit. Right now, we are joined by none other than the great, the amazing, the one and only Mr. Doug Schaefer. Doug, welcome to The Wine Crush.
4: Thanks, Laura. How are
5: you doing today? I am doing outstanding. We're a little punchy around the studio, but we're we're excited to have you on the show and to tell us some great stories and just to get you embroiled in a whole bunch of conversations and really just have a good time. Does that work for you? Sounds good to me. All right, so for our listeners, on the off chance that they have no idea who Doug Schaefer is, can you give everyone a little bit about who Doug Schaefer is since you've been in Napa since 1973, what you've seen, what you've done, and what they can expect from you?
7: Well, I've been here since I moved out here. We were seven, I was 17 from Chicago, and Napa Valley was a sleepy place. No fancy hotels, no fancy restaurants. There were about 20 wineries at the time. And I've been here for the last 40 40 plus years and uh, working with my father who started Schaefer Vineyards back in the mid to late 70s. And I've been uh, with him ever since. And we've got a wonderful family winery operation. We have 230 acres of grapes, produce about 35,000 cases of wine every year. We grow it, we make it, we sell it. Um, Dad and I are here every day. He's going to be 92 in October the guy is just unstoppable and um, along with my winemaker Elias who's been here since 1984 with working with me we we have a good time and we love making good wine that's what it's all about.
5: I like it and what a great story man perfect size great history great pedigree and it's still family owned, and you have your hands on everything. I absolutely love that. That's a story of Napa that, uh, unfortunately, we get to hear less and less these days. Well, so
7: it's uh, it's fun. It's uh, it's it's very enjoyable. We're very fortunate.
5: Well, of course, most people listening know that your wines speak for themselves. Uh, I have to admit, I am a huge fan. And a wine that came to mind earlier was the Relentless, just because uh, Kent was accusing me of being a little bit difficult today. I said the word certainly matches my personality. But y'all have done a lot of interesting and creative things, and Relentless certainly falls in that category. What can you tell our listeners about Relentless and, of course, the other wines that Schaefer makes?
7: Well, you bet. Well, we make five wines. Uh, The one white wine is Chardonnay, the Red Shoulder Ranch Chardonnay out of Carneros. Then we have a Napa Merlot. Then two Cabernets. One is called 1.5, which speaks to the family business. Dad started their, this place second career late in life. I joined him early, so instead of two full generations, we call it our one-and-a-half generation story. <laughs> Perfect. Hence the name 1.5. And then we have a, a wonderful Cabernet called Hillside Select, which is uh, all hillside grapes, 100% percent cabernet grown on the hills right here in Stag's District, the hills surrounding the winery here at our home estate. And then the, the final wine is a wine called Relentless, which is a blend of Syrah and Petit Syrah, mostly Syrah. Usually the Petit Syrah is about 10% or less. Started making that wine in 1999, and we wanted to honor Elias Fernandez, who's our winemaker, who I hired back in 1984. Just to, I'd only been here a year. And he and I have worked together, and he took over winemaking duties in the mid-'90s, and um, we wanted to honor his relentless pursuit of quality. So we named the wine Relentless, and it's a big, rich, extracted, wonderful Syrah-based wine, um, which has a great following. So we've had a lot of fun with that.
5: Well, how can you not? And I think this is one thing that really stands out, Uh, I've been working with Schaefer on and off for many, many years. And the very fact that when you look at the naming, it's not about necessarily your region. Obviously, you have the Red Shoulder Ranch, but the 1.5 Cabernet, and relentless you know one being a testament to the family having your hands on it and of course honoring those that help you get to where you are i think that is immeasurable and it's something that helps keeps you head and shoulders above the rest so hats off to you on that hey doug we need to take a small break when we get back we'll get into the heart of the matter discuss a little bit about 84 and the other great things coming up from schaefer sounds good
2: So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-989-0233
3: 800-989-0233 800-989-0233 That's 800-989-0233.
1: When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up... I wanna be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I wanna be a football stadium. When I grow up, I wanna be a warm
6: place on a cold day. When I, up, I, want
1: to when I grow up, I wanna be a fancy backwell. I wanna be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow
6: up, I wanna be a bench on a forest when I grow trail. Up, Unexpected Reactions to Smart Financial Decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month and soon enough it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what?
1: The life of luxury. the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
6: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes
4: for Disaster.
2: So, we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
4: Here we are again. It's The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
5: This is your favorite radio show on wine, The Wine Crush. And right now we're with one of the representatives and people behind one of my favorite wineries out of California, Mr. Doug Schaefer. All right, Doug. Now, for those that weren't initiated, they know what Schaefer is. They know what a great winery you are. Now, the one little piece they may not know is is that you are not resting on your laurels you may have 1.5 a generation and a half but you've got a new project coming out and even i am fascinated to hear about what's behind it what is going on at 84 wines
7: well 84 wines is something that uh elias and i cooked up a, a couple years ago um you know we've been making chardonnay merlot and cabernet for a long time 30 plus years and and we love them and we're going to keep making them but you know, we go out to lunch. We go out to dinner. We we go to tastings for trying different wines, and you know, um, it's always fun to look at new things. And we're like, geez, you know, it'd be fun to make this wine. It'd be fun to make that wine. So we uh, we cooked up an idea, and I I went to I took it to the I took it to the shareholders, which is my family. And uh, they were great, and they said, this is a great idea. You two should have done this five years ago. Which So we got a wonderful support from them. So what Elias and I are doing, we've got started a new brand called 84 Wines, and the name comes from, that's the first year he and I started making wine together, 1984. And the whole reason for 84 is to make wines you know, from grapes and varietals that, Schaefer doesn't make that we're curious about and interested in playing with. So um, we've come out, we have a we have a 2015 Albarino, which was just released, and we have a, a Petit Syrah, the first one was a 2009, and we're on the 2010 Petit Syrah, and then we have a Malbec, a 2012 Malbec. All are very small production, but um, it's been fun, because all of a sudden we get to a you know, revive our interests and in just kind of uh, exploring new things and um, trying them out, and um, you know, playing with new new grape varietals, which has been a lot of fun.
5: Well, it would be. I'm not, I certainly would never say that Schaefer is stagnant. God knows that would never come out of my mouth. But for someone who's done such great things for so long, to be able to have a new toy like this, it has to be invigorating. It has to oh, be fun to go it, from making Relentless and Hillside Cabernet to, to an Albarino. You, you have the grapes, kind of look at the barrel and say, hmm, first time in years, what the hell do I do now?
7: Oh, no, it, it was great. In fact, what happened, you know, I, I kind of didn't, we were jazzed just doing it. But all of a sudden, Elias and I started having conversations that we haven't ha- had in, um, 10 or 15, 20 years. And there they were the conversations that go like this. You know, he walks in the morning, he's got a half a bottle of Malbec from the night before. He says, you got to try this. I come in with a half a bottle of Petit from a dinner the night before. you got to try this. And all of a sudden we're having these, hey, I heard so-and-so does this with Malbec. I heard this doesn't work well. I heard this works well. These are conversations we had for about eight or ten years when we were getting Schaefer off the ground, trying to figure out how to make, you know, really good to great wines. And all of a sudden, we started having them again. And it was—we looked at each other one morning. It was like, God, this is fun, you know, <laughs> over, a of, over a cup of coffee and, you know, and debating stuff, which was really funny. Um, classic story. He came in one time in the morning. He goes, he goes, petit Syrah. He goes, I've got it. I know the answer. I'm, I've got it figured out. I said, what? What's it going to be? He goes. Petite Thuron needs four years in the barrel. I looked at him without missing uh, a beat, and I said, there is no way, no way you're going to keep a wine four years in barrel. There's no way. And so off we went. So we debated that and argued for about 15, 20 minutes, friendly arguments, of course. And at the end of it, he kind of goes, hey, Doug, I I go, what? He goes, this new deal we're doing. I go, yeah. He goes, it's 50-50, right? I said, yeah. He goes, well, you can't outvote me. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, So... If and, I want four and, years,
5: and, I get four years. I'll just hide the damn barrel years. on you.
7: It got four years, and by the way, he was right. Petit Trau is such a, a, a beast of a wine. It needs that time. It just needs that extra time and barrel to help soften it up, and he was right. So, um, but we've had some funny conversations like that, so that's been, that's been a kick because you know, we've been you know, together a long time, so it's fun to kind of recharge the batteries.
5: Well, you definitely needed to do it. Now, here's a pressing question. Two actually come to mind. First and foremost, you, know, you start looking. I, I just keep focusing on albarino. I think about what grapes and land cost in Napa, and I'm thinking, my God, where is there albarino planted in Napa, and is that the best use for it? So my question becomes, one, how do you pick the varietals, and two, where are you finding the grapes?
7: Well, the albarino we planted down uh, on our Red Shoulder Ranch where we're growing Chardonnay. So that was uh, that was just an issue I had to deal with with my family on, and, and they were supportive of it. Um, you're right. I mean, it's not the highest use of the land. It's not the you know, most expensive grape, but um, in a small quantity, a small amount, you know, it's fine, and we're having fun doing it. The uh, Petit Sirah Schaefer grows. Um, we also have a couple growers because some of the Petit Sirah goes into the relentless well, so We have those grapes already lined up. Malbec, uh, we've been sourcing from a. a a neighbor, a grower, and we actually started planting our own because we've been using Malbec in, uh, in our Schaefer Merlot. So we've been playing with it for the last three or four years anyway and using it to blend in the Merlot. And then we just pulled some out and kept it separate to uh, label it as its own Malbec for the 84 you know, wines.
5: Do you find that the growers are receptive if you call them up and say, hey, do you have anything interesting? Do you have anything we can play with? Are people excited about it or are they skeptical?
7: Um, you know, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We're such a small amount that basically the grape sources are all within our control at this point, and there's no, no big push to grow production in a big way. We're just kind of playing with it right now. Um, I think if it comes to that point, We'd have to be down the road a few years, more established. I mean, a grower's going to want to make sure they get paid, so they want to make sure that that winery you know, is, is in business for the long haul. You know, I had that experience with Schaefer, too. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, we've got plenty of vineyard vineyard uh, 250, 30 or 40 acres they're owned by the family so we can carve out an acre or two here or there if we want to play with something else.
5: Um, Well honestly I mean if you look at people looking at you I'm Doug Schaefer I'm coming down and saying hey listen I want to play with a grape you have certainly they can't second guess you because let's face facts you really don't play around with anything what you've touched you've done extraordinarily well with so when something like that you think they'd be okay I'm not worried one bit if you say you're going to do this you're going to do this. Oh
7: yeah, that's that that's well, you're very kind. Thank you. But um the other thing is a lot of growers aren't growing alternative grapes because you know they're in it for, you know, they've got to make a living and you know in Napa Valley, Cabernet and Merlot and Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, the, you know, the big top 4 or 5. That's that they, that you know, they're, they've got to protect protect their interests. They've got to make sure there's there's going to be a home for those grapes. So um, going to someone and, uh, you know, to a grower and say, I want you to plant five acres of uh, something totally obscure, Tanat, or something like that, <laughs> that would be a tough sell. I don't care who you are.
5: No, you it was, I, I, uh, I couldn't yeah. disagree with that one.
7: <laughs> so so um, it's fun. But, you know, the, the key right now is just to be small and keep it in control and, and uh, keep our finger on it, which, is, which has been a lot of fun.
5: Well, if you two have already had this much fun with Alberino Malbec, I know without a doubt that in a cellar somewhere is something else you're playing with. So, all right, we know the three that you have released. What's the hidden barrel? What's the one y'all are both kind of arguing about, looking around, kicking around, moving around? What's the hidden varietal that you're not doing anything with but you have a barrel in waiting?
7: Oh, Laura, if I tell you, I, I don't have a barrel in waiting. If I had, if I did, I, you know, I told you I'd have to shoot you. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. we got we got to keep a little behind the curtain here. Uh, we got something else in, in in the works, but at the same time, we want to make sure it works out and it you know before we start putting anything in the bottles, quality wise. So we've got another one or two ideas, but at the same time, all of a sudden, I don't want to have thirty-one flavors. So we'll just see how this rolls for the time being. these, these it, three We're playing with.
5: It was funny when I first encountered eighty-four wines. All, all I could think about. Was um, And I'm not picking on nickel and nickel. I just remembered all the vineyards and all the wines and everything when they came out. Said, yes, we're going to expand to 36, 38 different, different bottlings. And I thought, oh, my God, surely to God, Doug Schaefer is not about to do a whole bunch of 84 little different wines. So oh. it's fun hearing from your lips you know, what you're focusing on and what the concept behind what you're doing is.
7: Well, yeah, I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna go that deep, but you know I mean all of a sudden if we end up with four or five it might be kind of fun, you know. But um, again, it, kind of fun is the operative word on this one, so that's what we're doing.
5: Well, that's what I like to hear as someone who's getting behind it. And especially, you're in a situation where you could take yourself so seriously and say, hey, we've done this and rest in our laurels. It's nice to hear the laughter. It's nice to hear the spark in what you're doing. And, of course, we here at The cross certainly wish you great success with 84 and certainly uh, looking forward to getting my hands on that Albarino.
7: Thanks so much. And if you, guys wanna, if you want a good laugh, if anybody out there has known me for years um, or Elias, Check out our website because we have pictures of us. Um, the website is 84wines.com, but there's some f- hilarious pictures of us back in 1984. And Elias just looks like a little kid. I guess I do too, but um, it's, it's worth a laugh. So
5: Well, everyone needs to check it out and certainly make a comment about the fact that, uh, Doug, I'm sure you've aged well and you are just fine, darling. <laughs> Laura, appreciate it. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break on The Crush. When we return, we'll get around to uh, discussing some things that are going on in vineyards and, of course, giving you that heads up on a great way to be drinking wine at home.
2: Follow host Laura Lawson on Twitter at Wine Crush Radio. This is The Wine Crush.
0: do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life are you thinking about it what if we could promise you the same results for less than three dollars a pill if you're paying twenty dollars a pill for the other pills you're getting taken to the cleaners call on call pharmacy right now and save as much as seven hundred dollars eight hundred eight eight four seventy nine nineteen on call pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than three dollars you'll save more than sixteen dollars a pill for the same results and right now radio callers will get forty four blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call on call pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919 Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919 800-884-7919 800-884-7919
6: Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
4: We continue with another exciting episode of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
5: Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. It is great to get to speak to a man like Doug Schaefer. And here's what I love most about what I heard You know, obviously, and again, I mean this in the nicest sense, uh, he, he could rest on his laurels. He could just say, there, I've reached the pinnacle, I am done. But it's hand in hand with the business, like we discussed it earlier, along the concept of I enjoy what I'm doing, I want to take joy i want to take laughter i want to take something from it and to create something new and different mm-hmm. schaefer is legendary but to be able to branch story. off, yeah and but to be able to branch off and to say hey okay I've, I've i've hit the pinnacle but i still have life i still want to play with something and to be able to go and do that with the 84 wines absolutely something worth checking out hey for those of you we didn't get a chance to discuss it uh doug has a book uh, a vineyard in napa And I strongly encourage those of you who are into wine, who want to learn more about wine, read this novel. Uh, It is great. It's wonderful. It tells the history. It tells the story. And and I know this sounds really dumb, but in today's day and age, it has a happy ending. Oh, good. A lot of times we're reading a lot of these wine books, a lot of these novellas, and they kind of go out and they, they, they leave things up to chance. This is really a happy ending. And obviously, just speaking with Doug, you can definitely sense that. So, all right, great hats off to him. Now, we, we're trying slowly but surely to wrap the show into a piece, and we're not doing a great job because I just get happy and get off track, which happens so rarely. Yes. But one of the reasons I can get happy and get off track is I have a new way to drink wine when I get home.
4: And how is that?
5: It is going to be a cynic. It's, the company is called Cynic, S-Y-N-E-K. And they are coming out with a table unit called the SOM.
4: The, now spell that.
5: The T-H-E. Yeah, no, the other <laughs> word. Thank you. SOM. S-O-M-M.
4: SOM. Okay. It is
5: going to be a table unit. Now, now and we all laugh and joke about this. And yes, there's always an open bottle of wine in my house. But what they have created is this table unit has four different silos in it. All of us have tried various wine coolers. We've had home cuvées. We've had things. They break. They tear up. They don't keep the wine cold. They don't keep them fresh. They're bulky. They take up space. This is not. And I, I will probably get reprimanded for making this reference. But less space facts. Keurig has revolutionized the way people drink coffee. Mm-hmm. There, that's all there is to it. There's no more nasty scratching the bottom of the coffee pot to get things. This, to me, is the Keurig of wine really yes
4: how does it work
5: all right table unit has four silos in it and you can have red white rose whatever you want to in the four silos it can be managed to be temperature controlled if you want white if you want red you can set it here's the cool thing you manage this from your phone oh so Right now, the Somme, there's about 30 wines out there. They come in um, collapsible cardboard canisters, so lack of a better term. We need to get someone off from the company uh, on to explain this. We do. This is fascinating. This. But the silos fit into the machine, and your phone tells you what the wine is. It tells you the recommendations, tells you the flavors, tells you the profiles, tells you everything about it. Now, you and your phone can sit there and interact with your machine to talk about whether this satisfied what you were looking for. If not, the SOM not only will say, okay, we'll put this on the discard list that you don't have to drink this again, but tell you what, you'll probably like this one, and the phone will go ahead and order it for you. Oh, really? Yes. So.
4: It sounds like too much can go wrong like what i just it just does i'm sorry just not the way i want to do business with wine
5: right now there's only 30 different silos if this to me has the potential to revolutionary the revolutionize the wine business all right it really really does people okay we we get back into the whole touchy-feely green zero carbon neutral all that crap that i don't follow extraordinarily well and i should but You have serving canisters that are basically the size of wine. Mm -hmm. It's not glass. Uh, It's fully recyclable. So it goes away. So you lose packing and shipping costs. So your wine already is less expensive than it should be. Uh, You are not having to pay a wholesaler or a retailer's markup on it. So you're cutting out costs there. So you already have something that's cost effective and good for the environment. Now, we get a whole bunch of people who are producing these wines and putting this together, it is going to be the ultimate in sampling and the ultimate in tasting. Okay, uh, You will have, I mean, then you have controlled service amounts. It has some okay. of the best potential of anything we, we've I got, have seen or read in the wine business in ages. Got
4: to have them on the show. I just, I've, I've got to know more. All I'm right. Just, we're I'm having trouble making the middle picture see, here. See,
5: here's one thing I do like about it too, is say I am the Chardonnay sipping diva. Oh wait, yes, I am. And my husband wants to drink uh, Petit Syrah.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: We can both be perfectly happy in the fact that this machine, he can get a glass of Petit Syrah and I can get a glass of Chardonnay. And because it's how it's in the little canister cardboard pouches, then we know they're going to be sealed. They know they're going to be good. I mean, certainly I don't know how they're going to be after 30 days on the machine, but over the course of a weekend, it would be fine. It would be great. And both of us will be happy. Actually, you know, come to think of it, the only question I guess I have is if I pour a glass of white and he pours a glass of red, do they come out of different spigots? Do yeah. they come out of different yeah. is they're going to be blending on flavor? But I'm sure they have taken care of that. So we will need to track down the cynic people and find something about the psalm table unit and have them here on the crush so they can teach us how to drink better at home. Because after all, I certainly need that lesson. Hey, quick break on The Crush. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show. and We'll play on what we have coming up down the pipe.
4: Need a wine recommendation for a party? Want Laura to address something on the show? Email her at lawson at winecrush.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six
3: tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need and with a family medical leave act you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why call now to save a life 80-915-9734. that's 80-915-9734.
2: the IRS is the most feared agency in the world you've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over ten thousand dollars Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. 800-856-1330.
3: As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration, a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy. And giving up, impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things, like patience and kindness, count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more.
2: Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
4: Now it's back with more of the Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
5: I'm Laura Lawson. This is the Wine Crush. And I think we've had a very interesting show today. I know a lot of you probably have some commentary about what we have discussed early on. Again, Laura Lawson. Winecrush.com, or you can reach Kent Bernhardt, K Bernhardt, at winecrush.com, 8774 Crush 1, because I want you to see the extremes and let's call it the goodness of what we've seen out of our wineries today. Obviously, touching on the issue with Justin Dunn and paso Robles and the amazing thing the Resnicks have stood up and done and donating the land to a conservatory, want to know what your opinions are on that. You know, I, I understand that if you're following me, you probably have that cynical, jaded nature that I usually do. But somewhere, somehow, someone's bound to have a dissenting opinion, and it's always fun to have some debate. And then to hear the story of Schaefer and to have someone who is so happy and done so many great things and given back to the community, but just still wants to create and to do great things. You take the two family wineries and something like that, and you know that we have a great future ahead of us. We discussed in the last couple of shows all the conglomeration the fact that people are being bought up snatched up but you see these pioneers you see these people who are standing on their own two feet, that are looking to make great wine that are being great businessmen but also are giving back to the community and are caring about where they're involved this is the heart and soul of the wine business this is the heart and soul of vineyards wineries it comes down to farming mother nature and every other piece that we tend to forget again opening up that cork popping that cork pouring and sniffing swirling yes that is nice but when you touch on the family and you touch on the story and you touch on the caring nature that we have in our california wineries what more could we possibly ask for as always here in the crush we're reminding you to sip socially to drink responsibly to drink what you like not what you're told but most importantly in vino veritas in wine there's truth i'm laura lawson and i'll talk with you next week